So, what would you little maniacs like to do first? Pontiac Fiero, North America's only mid-engine, two-passenger production car. Face, you're a neo-maxi-zoom dweeby. I want my MTV! Know what only $1.99 buys you at Ponderosa right now? Do I'll fend? WLVQ FM 96. Swatch. Oh, I got a live one here. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. Welcome to Members Only Studios. My name is Rob. Thank you for joining us here at Living in the 80s. We had so much fun last week talking about the glam rock hairband music of the 80s that we decided we're going to do it again. Well, we didn't just decide it, but we had so much content to cover, we thought we'd spread it out over two weeks. So with me again is Aaron Benner and Matt Moore, and uh, we're just going to dump, dump, huh, jump right back into our countdown. Thank you for listening to Living in the 80s. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible. First and foremost, we want to thank Anchor for providing this platform for us to share this podcast. We also want to thank Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TunedIn Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out at our website at livinginthe80s.us and, of course, on our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Thanks, and back to the show. Number 5. Number six. Number six. The epitome, like the premier hairband of all time, in my opinion, <laughs> is not Guns, Guns and Roses. Roses. No, no. Oh my goodness. People, with great power comes great responsibility. Who put great Guns N' Roses on that list? Well, let's let's take a look here, because I can see who who nominated who. Stacy Joe Trimmer. Stacy's a friend of mine. She used to own a coffee shop. Mm. She likes all kinds of music. Stacy, you are responsible for Guns N' Roses being on this list, and there are a host of other ones here. I want to call you people out right now. So um, let me go back to the to the list here. I see Kevin Ackley's name on there. I see Jeff Bliss on there. Uh, do you think Kevin was crying when he voted that way? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. I can't. I'm trying to. Okay, there it is. David Levesey, Tom Shoup, Missy Duty, Danielle Ferguson. Oh, that's my niece. That's cool that she voted. Good job, Danielle. The rest of you, Steve Boggs, 
Judy Blake. Are you Ron sh- Ramey. Are you going to shame all these folks? Oh, I mean, they're shame. Stop. Ron Ramey, Mike Harkness, Jeff Bostick. Oh, my gosh. Heath Ackley, Louis Van Hoos. He used to be the equipment manager for the Ohio State Buckeyes. There it is. He should know better. He should know better. He's, you know, I give him credit. So, so explain. Jonathan the, Hoop, I would imagine he would do something explain like that. Explain, like explain the Rose. problem. Explain the problem to him. Well, the problem is. They're a rock and roll band. They are a rock and roll they band. They are not a hair metal band. Yes, they were popular in that era, yep. but they were not a hair, a band. hair band. I'll take Talk it one step us. further. Yes. I think they were the beginning of the end of hair bands. Oh, tell I me why. Right. I think Appetite for Destruction came in and shook everybody up. Yes. And it had substance. And while all these other guys... We're singing lovey-dovey, every rose has its thorn, and whatever. Axl Rose is like, I used to love her, but I had to kill her. <laughs> I mean, they were a little on the edge. They were not, you know, they did Sweet Child of Mine and Paradise City and, and all that. Patience. But they also did Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they... Mr. They, Brownstone. Yeah, well, what's that about? You know, My Michelle, Night Train. Yeah. Oh, the Night Train! I mean, that album has nothing but hits, uh, Appetite for Destruction. Yeah. But... I think that they shook it up so bad that they created they other bands started trying to emulate them and it changed and it took away the guys putting on as much makeup and teasing their hair up and it started oh, yeah. killing that over well, the next Well you got years. bands like Bon Jovi that went from spandex to jeans overnight. I remember right. when Bon Jovi I remember when Bon Jovi cut his hair. Yeah. The first yeah. time when it was like oh. know, the Prince Valiant oh. shoulder length. <laughs> yes. And I was like, dude, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Guns N' Roses, you're right. They, I think I I've I've always kind of considered them that bridge between hair metal and grunge, because like they're rock and roll. Yeah, they're in that era, but like you said, they they kind of turned that whole thing up on its head. They did completely did a. So, so is hair band all spandex? Do you think uh, uh, it's the is the hair kind of yeah makeup sometimes. That's Kind of defining it when, when yeah, you say Aaron, yeah, I was Aquanet, lots of Aquanet, yeah, yeah, teased hair like poison, and right? Well, striper. Now, right. right. now, since you give such yeah. a strong rebuke of the people and shame them so bad, someone's gonna find a screenshot of Axel in the Welcome to the Jungle video, or he's, or that might have been Sweet Child Mine. It's one of those two videos, and he's got his hair teased. Yeah, I will give you that. It was in one shot. And or one point, one point five eight seconds of of a video, he had his hair teased. Never again. Never any other shots of that particular video. <laughs> that shot. That was the only time we ever saw him. The rest of the time, he's wearing a Charles Manson shirt with a bandana on <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. and a kilt and, yeah. and untied work, work boots. Yes. <laughs> So. Yeah, they didn't fit the mold, obviously, of yeah. the hair band. And there was an attitude to them that the hair bands didn't have. I mean, they were. They were just as much to, uh, other than to try to get you to fall in love with them as to fight. With, yeah, not not so glossy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. These yeah. these guys were legit. If you ran to them on the street, you think, like you maybe not be able to take these guys in a fight. Or the guys from Poison, you're like you're pretty sure you can take. Or them. they're gonna yeah. pickpocket you as they walk by. Yeah, right. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, Slash's first top hat, he stole it. 
He stole it <laughs> really? for the show. Yeah, he stole it to wear it at their show, and then he just kept wearing it. And then someone stole it from him. Apparently, he left. He was partying. Someone stole it no. from him, and he had to go buy actually buy one. <laughs> but the first top hat you see in the early days, he stole that. Oh wow! Well, I wonder who has it now. I don't know. It'd be worth a lot of money. I, I would think, think it would be. <laughs> I, would I wonder so. if he would pay a ransom for it. I bet it's worth seven figures on a on an auction somewhere. Seven? I bet you. I guess four. Uh, Three or four thousand bucks. Oh no. Really? That first one from Appetite for Destruction. Uh-huh. There's some guys with some deep pockets that'll go go. All yeah, around. you're right. I bet you someone's paying a mill for that. Yeah. I'll bet you, maybe at least at least five hundred thousand. He's he's a nerd collector. That's true. He okay. Probably, he and I watch a lot of episodes of Pawn Stars. There it is. <laughs> one of these days, somebody's going to open one of those those storage units. And there'll yeah. be the hat sitting there with like those red beams around it. <laughs> the lights. And then it's just like. This worthless hat was thrown out. It's ten. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that belonged to Abraham Lincoln. No, it didn't belong to Slash. Oh, it's full wow. of cigarettes and hair. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Abe. I don't know. That's funny. <laughs> All right. So we don't want to to carry on the the Guns and Roses conversation too much, just because they're a great band. But they're great glad band. they're back together. Yeah. Uh, I wish I wish Izzy and and uh, uh, Stephen were there as well. But I'm glad to see them back together. I think it's cool. Yeah, Slash and Axel back together. That's that's, that's good. And that's, Duff over there. And a clean Duff who looks like a different person. Yes. He does. <laughs> if you remember what he looked guy. like in the early 90s versus yeah. what he looks like now, it's too different. like he's people. always in a haze. Yeah. His so. face was like bloated out, like drugged hate, drugged out, but he's looking he's looking much better now. I, I I I'm glad it's really glad they got back together and I think it's it's cool. I think it's good for rock music right now because yeah. rock music's not in the in vogue right now. It's not. Well, one of the things that bothered me, though, was Axel singing with ACDC. Yeah. Like, they should have just kind of, like, taken a vacation instead yeah. of had him along. It was interesting. It was interesting. But, but I don't think anyone thought it fit. It sounded like Guns N' Roses covering ACDC songs. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but versus... but ACDC is back, but definitely not a hairband. <laughs> yeah, definitely not, not a hairband. <laughs> not at all. So, all right, Guns N' Roses, that... That was our number five. Number four. Number four, I think, is debatable. Motley Crew. So... <laughs> You know, they, in the hairband genre group, they're categorized there. But they were kind of a serious rock band. They were more, especially in the early days, Yeah, they were heavier and imagery-wise, they were trying to go scary with their imagery. Yeah, the um, whole shout at the devil thing with a pentagram right. on the cover shout and the theater of pain yeah. and all that. Oh, yeah. and, and, and the thing is, is they kind of took what Kiss did and then like just kind of said, hey, let's make it a little scarier. They kind of said, they kind of said, well, Gene Simmons was the demon. Let's just take it and make all of us scary demons. We're all demons. There's nobody that's... And imps. And, and, uh, and they were really heavy, but then when they, as they progressed, and they got more and more popular, popular they, when they introduced ballads. And oh, then... Home Sweet Home Maybe my favorite, like, hair metal era ballad. It's a huge one. It's, yeah. it's another, it's a heavy hitter. Yeah. That, that thing's been covered by people, and there's, I heard a country version of it that Vince Neil, Neil kind of sings on to. Yeah. Oh wow. I forget who did it, but well, yeah. I mean, it it, it 
that that's one of those ones that it played in the in the 90s they were still running vid- that video i mean that oh, video yeah. ran and ran and ran and ran and ran but but the crew i mean they're one of the pillars of of the movement as far as oh yeah 80s metal and hard rock and whatever but i mean they do fit into it even though their style evolved and changed but they were trendsetters i mean i remember being a kid the first time i saw the video where uh tommy lee the drum set just all of a sudden levitates above the stage and then all of a sudden it just comes out over the crowd and yeah. then it just starts spinning and he's playing the whole time and I'm like, that is the coolest thing I've ever like, seen. How, how <laughs> does he not like throw up? Or... It, it, it blew my mind. And who's who's topped that since? Nobody. Nobody. A whole lot of nobody. And and I mean, the last time I think when they came through, the last time I think my, my brother said that he had a roller coaster. It was like, they it came it did the same thing and this is not now. And yeah. he had like a roller coaster that ran around oh, the ceiling wow. playing drums on it. <laughs> That's oh, nuts. Wow. That is nuts. But yeah, I mean, hit after hit, huge album after huge album. A band that's a band one of the few of the bands that we're naming that are still able to I mean, they were supposed to have a huge stadium tour this past summer that got canceled because of you know what. Yeah. But uh one of the few bands that still they they supposedly quit. Yeah, and signed a contract that they quit, and then they said, "Nah, never mind. We're going to come back." Because yeah, so there's a lot of money a in it. Contract that they quit. They signed a contract, from what I remember, they to signed a contract deal or something. Yeah, like they it. signed a contract that they quit, and then I guess, if I remember right, when they came back after a few years, they did a whole farewell tour. A lot of bands do farewell t- tours. I think Kiss yeah. is like on their third. Ozzy's, yeah. done, Ozzy's done like four. Because right. the Who's done like yeah, five Because the, the money's huge. If you say, hey, right. this is the last time you'll ever see us, Gotta all of a sudden Gotta your attendance doubles all around the world and you right. make all kind of money. And um, I mean, I remember Ozzy doing a Retirement Sucks tour in 1992. Or he did no more tours in 92. And then he came back out in 96 with Retirement Sucks tour. <laughs> <laughs> only Ozzy could get oh, away well, with Well, Ozzy uh, could get away with pretty much anything. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, they, and then they blew up the contract and said, we're coming back. And then they were... They had this shoot. Who was all? It was White Snake and Def Leppard and, yeah. and Molly um, Crew. I think Cinderella was with them. I think you, there, there, it was, was going to be a huge stadium tour this summer wow. that didn't, didn't obviously happen, but yeah, that was going to be huge. But I mean, they they sure look hair band. I mean, you know, what I'm they, saying? oh yeah, I mean, they, they were every see bit that's of it. that's pretty. That's still that's, that's what kind of, that, that's like theater of pain era right there. Yeah, this is like after the whole devil looking thing. They, 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 they did that, that, and then it changed. And then Girls, that. Girls, Girls, still hair band kind of thing. And then after that, uh, they became... Yeah, then that's more like a rocker there. Yeah, yeah, they they started changing, but rock. that's probably, if you look at the time on it, I bet that's around Guns N' Roses coming out with Appetite for Destruction. Probably. And they were friends with those guys. They yeah. all, all, those, all these bands like hung out. Oh, yeah, there, the a lot of them, yeah, a lot of them, like... They may have come from different parts of the country, but they went there because that's where all the bands were playing. Right. And that's where the bands were getting signed, and those were the ones that were getting on MTV and so forth. So, yeah, you're right. They they hung together. They interchangeable band members. I mean, it wasn't uncommon for, you know... uh, you know, Nikki Six maybe to get sick one night and Slash fills in for him. You know, it's like, you know, things like that. These guys could kind of, you know... Fill in for each other, and, and then the when they and, when they all started getting big and making money, then then the competition set in because it's like, yeah. oh no, now it's not anymore about brotherhood, and now we're, now we're going to compete. 
Yeah. And we're p- competing for the consumer dollar, and that changes everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. But, I mean, those guys are, I mean, absolutely huge. I've seen them, I don't know how many times over the years. I've seen that, them That's times. a band I've never seen. Really? I've never seen Um. Uh, <laughs> the band's pretty good. Yeah. Vince. Uh, Vince Neal looks like, uh, he just looks like an old, battered, beaten he, he looks like an old homeless guy. The guy's or, or been a, through a lot. Or in his a life. housewife that's had like six kids. Yeah, he just, he's he's been through a lot in his life. He's had a lot of loss. I know he lost his daughter, and that yeah. was sad. Um, well, he lost the, 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 best car friend, wreck, the car yeah. wreck. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the which killed the guitar player for Hoodoo Gurus. Well, it, the, well, he he's it's been through just, a lot. But yeah, look at that. Yeah, I saw him about... Um, uh, th- that look at that was Matt showing us a picture of a pregnant Vince Neil. <laughs> <laughs> but but he, the problem with Vince is I don't know what's going on, but he sings, like if there's a five-word part of a song, a verse, he'll sing the first word, then skip three words, and sing the last word. And that's I think that was, is what drives people crazy. If you watch live videos of him now, he doesn't sing the full lyric. He'll sing... Really? You know, he'll sing the first word and he'll sing the last word of a line, and he doesn't sing the whole thing. You guys, it's really weird. I, I gotta correct myself right now because I've called it Hoodoo Gurus this whole time. It's Hon- Hanoi Rocks that I'm thinking of. Okay, it I wasn't gonna say anything, but you were you were saying that. <laughs> like, 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 I'm like, maybe it's some, I, I was like, I'm gonna do my research after this because I because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that, that's, that's that's a wrong Hanoi right Rocks. Yes. Hanoi Rocks. Yeah, they're the ones. I didn't want that, to correct you on the, on the record here, but well, I, I was like, you. I was like, <laughs> I'm just gonna have to look that up. I, I wouldn't have been, uh, I wouldn't have had so much res- restraint. I would have busted me out. So how did you? Did you just pop out? Because, no. because it, it sounded weird to me. Like it's not. Hey, my, and then I'm like, there it is. My, I'm, I'm still a pretty humble guy, and I'm like, you know, I could be wrong. You might, yeah. have, there might be somebody that fell right through, and I didn't know. Yeah, it's like, wow, well, <laughs> they, they slipped through the cracks on me. Who was that? So, they're from tell, Sweden, right? That's, <laughs> you're telling the Vince Neil story. They're from Finland. Oh, Finland. yeah. Well, yeah. I went. Actually, I saw. I went to. Well, Hoodoo Gurus is actually from from uh, Sweden. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Uh, More of a pop band, but yeah, it's totally. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same. Thing. Hanoi Rocks. They're like, wait a minute here. It's their drummer that was with Vince Neil when uh, in the, the drunk driving. They, I think it yeah. was a, it was either a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, and Vince was drunk and crashed, and it, wow. and it took his life. December of nineteen eighty four. That was really rough. Um, did did, well, did he get? Um, was he he was drunk. Yeah. Did, yeah. did he do time on that? Or I don't uh, remember. I, uh, I remember yeah, he went to court and stuff. I know there was... Yeah, I, I could picture images of him in the yeah. court. Yeah, I can too. I can't remember if he got busted. You know. Yeah, I don't, I'm not really sure what... Uh, but I do have an injury. I, I went and saw him solo you know, maybe 15 years ago at the Al Rosa Villa. And, and that's when I noticed, wow, he's not He did everything. serve time in prison. It wasn't very long though, because a lot of people were upset. They thought he should get more time for the yeah. carelessness of it. But then other people thought, well, he killed his best friend. He's going to live with that the rest of his life. And, yeah. Um, but but I went saw him at the Arosa, and that's when I first noticed Buffett. He's like he's not singing every word of the song, and he seems to be it, it was wasn't right. And then he punched a guy in the front row. <laughs> what? <laughs> he literally some it, guy must have said or done something he didn't like, and next thing you know, he just literally in the middle of singing just. Clocked the guy upside the head. Oh wow! And then started yelling at him, 
And then bouncers grabbed the guy and dragged him out, and they dragged him past me. And they they opened the side door, and there was a side door at the Arosa that they just yeah. boo people, and they just booted him out the door and just shut the door. Wow! Yep. Wow! That's I watched be it a, happen. That's he a punched, career low. He punched that guy, and I'm like, Vince is probably worth a couple mil at least. He, he has to have pretty good money. Wow! I'm surprised that guy's not <laughs> right. going after him. But right. I, I watched him punch the guy right in the face. Oh, so wow. here 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 it is. Um, he was charged with vehicular manslaughter, driving under the influence of alcohol, whose blood alcohol content was 0.17, uh, well above the California legal limit of 0.10. Um, he was sentenced to 30 days in jail, five days of probation, and ordered to pay $2.6 million in restitution to the victims of the crash and undergo 200 hours of community 30 service. 30 days in jail. Which he was paroled after 15 days for good behavior. So he did so two, two weeks, weeks in, jail. in jail. I don't think you and me would have got off that easy. Well, wow. we're not rich rock stars. That, that is true. He probably yeah, had the best that, attorney money I, I can I could see where that would tick some people off yeah. there at, you know, when that happened. Yeah. But from what I remember, I think they were having a party at his house. Mm-hmm. and They went out for beer. He went, went for, for beer. beer. It was a beer run. So everybody was still at the house, and then they heard sirens. And they were right. like, what the heck? And yeah, it was, it was a beer run. Did, have you guys seen The Dirt? Yeah. 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 So, for, for those of you listening, The Dirt is a doc, well, not documentary. It's a it's a movie based on the career of Motley Crue, how they you know got together. It starts with uh, Tommy Lee as a young child, and it's it's very. I liked it. I thought it was very good. Um, it's on Netflix. If you guys ever want to check it out, it's called The Dirt. So, you know, it's hard to watch some of that because, in the same thing with. And I enjoyed it too, but when you know their story and you know it really well, and you kind of live with it your whole life, and they they have to change it for TV, and they gotta smash things in, and things happen when they didn't. It's like the same thing I felt like when I was watching Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh movie. yeah, like the timelines, the timelines, that, that kind of stuff drives me crazy. But me I understand they got to do it for you know, for you know, creative license and whatever and timing. But th- there's a lot of that in the dirt where they change things around and move stuff and smash things together. But you know, it's I, still you get the point. Yeah, I I had heard that exactly what you're saying as well me kind of like knowing some of the facts of their story mm-hmm. it didn't bother me because the timeline to me like I was unaffected by you know their skewing of the time because it because mm-hmm. I'm like just kind of seeing it play out so. well and you see how crazy they were oh <laughs> yeah I mean they were decadent yeah <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> that, that that scene with like Ozzy Osbourne by the Snort pool. Dance. Oh, that's I've heard that story for thirty some years. I've always heard about the the contest of snorting ants. Wow! And or they were they were doing doing drugs something. I guess they Ozzy. Salsa Mance. Salsa Mance. And they're kind of trying to one up each other. And Ozzy's went and snorted the ants. And they're like, okay, Ozzy, you win. That's right. <laughs> He's never talked the same. That's, that's I wonder he talks like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got these ants in his brain somewhere crawling around. It's like, Sean! Sean! <laughs> All right. Anything else we got on Motley Crew? One of the big dogs, I think. All right. Number three. <laughs> So number three, I've got more of a problem with than Guns N' Roses, Van Halen. Not Van. a hair band. Absolutely not a hair band. <laughs> Predating hair bands, yes. but but probably the seed 
was planted by Van Halen that became hair bands in two ways. Go. I think Eddie Van Halen as a flashy guitar player who's basically a front man as a guitar player. Mm-hmm. I think that changed and made the every hair band had to have a flashy lead guitar player. They had to have somebody that could play like Eddie Van Halen or try to. Try. But <laughs> if you went, in my opinion, and I, I could be wrong, but I think if you went to every hair band that made it in the 80s and go, who was your inspiration? Every front man in every hair band. Who was your inspiration? They're going to say to a T, Diamond David Lee Roth, we yes. wanted to be David Lee Roth. He redefined frontman. He did, and he he had a he was the guy with style. He was the guy dressing in the crazy outfits. The rest of Van Halen, not so much, not not as much as him. Uh, Eddie Eddie kind of he wore like the suspenders right. and the knickers. But and when the... you look at hair hair band stuff, Dave was really kind of the guy, and he kind of had the hair, he and he the had hair. the hair, he had the hair. But I think that they. And I think if you talk to Dave, he's probably like, well, I was trying to be like Robert Plant, you know? And they, yeah. It, it, oh, yeah. Everybody copies each other. But I really think that they were, they kind of planted that seed and then it turned into something else. But Van Halen music, I mean, and even in the, in the 80s when hair metal was going on, you know, they had, you know, right before Dave left, they had 1984 and, yeah. and there were some huge hits on that. Oh, that's my favorite Van Halen album. It's, it's, it's really, I mean, a lot of people would say that. Yeah, I mean, right. I'm probably... It's hard. I, mean, I, I love I love Van Halen like, and I love Van Hagar. I do too. Right? <laughs> and right. a lot of people don't. There's either either one camp or the other. But I oh, love both. both. Well, yeah. it it I we had this discussion with somebody. I think it was probably on this podcast a while back. Um, well, when Kevin was here, I think Kevin. Was, uh, having seen them live with Dave and with Sammy, um, Sammy put on a better show than Dave. But I like the Van Halen. Uh, albums with Dave more than I like the Sammy ones, mm-hmm. but I mean I love them all. Right. But if I got to pick, it's like oh, I like nineteen eighty four Van Halen one, but then fifty one fifty is so good. I mean they were great. But you're talking about being the inspiration to hair bands. Mm-hmm. So one song that I heard, one of my favorite Van Halen songs, like if you listen to Dance the Night Away, mm-hmm. that is a song that was to me is like a template for everything after it as far as that era um like you you hear that song and then you start hearing some of these other these like bon jovi songs and some of these poison songs going huh straight up rip that off well that one song i think kind of helped change anybody and i think it's more palatable for people that might not like hard rock genre that may not listen to a Van Halen, but then they hear Dance the Night Away, and it's easy on the ears, and it's a good song. Actually, you know, two years ago, uh, we had our first kid, and uh, while his mom was being taken care of by the doctors, they gave him to me and set me in a room with him by myself. And so it's just me and my newborn that's been, you know, in the world for less than 10 minutes now, and I'm just holding him, looking at him, and he's looking at me. You know, his eyes are wide open. And what's the first thing I sang to him? Dance the Night Away by Van Halen. Shut and up. I sang the whole song to him, and I just rocked him, and I sang Dance the Night Away. And, oh, and dude, then, that's awesome. Dude, I just got chills. And then I sang, awesome. and then I went from that, and I and nobody came. It was just me and him in this room. And so then I sang Somebody to Love by Queen. And then I sang uh, Love of My Life by Queen. And then by that time, the doctor came in and said... What are you doing with that baby? <laughs> You're crazy, man. He's kind of my son, and the, I'm singing to him. So like, he got he got a concert. The first thing I ever said to him, because his name is Luke, um, the first words he heard was, "Luke, me. I'm your father." I said, "Luke, I am your father." 
yes! They pulled him out and they put him on the little thing. That's hilarious. And they were cleaning him up. And they just said, they just turned to me and said, Dad, you want to see him? And I'm standing right there. And I'm like, and I just turned to him and I leaned down and he's just like, yeah. And I said, Luke, I'm your father. <laughs> the nurses burst out laughing. I said, shut your mouth. Oh, it's cool. My moment. It's cool, I swear. I've been waiting to say this, even though that's every nerd knows Darth Vader never said, Luke, I'm your father. That's right. He said, no, I am your father. But it doesn't matter because yeah. it doesn't make sense if I don't call him his name. Right. That's true. Right. So he needs the, to know what his name is. But, so but the first I appreciate you clearing said, it up for all the first, first thing, thing he that, heard was, yeah. Luke, I'm your father. And then the next thing was me singing Dance the Night Away by Van Halen. That's, to my son, that's awesome. and that's a story I'll tell him till the day I'm gone. But I, 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 I thought it just came to me. It's like what song? I'm just sitting here with this little guy in my hands, and he's tiny, and I'm huge, and I'm that a monster, and I'm like, what do I? And I just have you seen? Uh, you know, and just start singing to him, and then it's just like wow. And we had this moment, and I'll always have that. Wow. And uh, how it, cool it, is that's that? how much that's Van Halen awesome. and Queen, uh, two of my all-time favorite bands. Uh, I don't know if any. There's very few bands that I put up there with them, but but yeah, I love Van Halen. I cried when Eddie Van Halen died recently. Um, I still am upset by it. <laughs> yeah, and and he uh, was he was probably the toughest rock star for me to. It to, hurts to say goodbye to. Yeah. It hurts. There's there's people that you just think are always going to be be around that you yeah, just love right. since you're a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I remember, um, <laughs> I remember being a kid and hearing. I knew as a kid when I first heard. Uh, beat it! Uh-huh. I heard the guitar solo, and I knew that's that's Eddie Van Halen. Wow! I just knew it because you can it, it, now you can hear it. You can really hear it. Because you know it's his right. style. But yeah, but you, I just was like, that sounds like the guy that <laughs> the, the the jump song. Yeah. <laughs> the jump song. <laughs> the jump like song. I'm a teenager driving, driving a car <laughs> right. by this point. I remember when Beat It came out. Um, I remember just like because. Well, like I'd heard Billy Jean first. I'm like, well, it's not too bad for Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And then Beat It came out. I'm like, this song sucks. And then that guitar solo came. I went, Wait. wow, that's I, I I gotta admit that that's really good. Did you believe the rumors that that came out after he died that he rearranged Beat It in the studio? It was a different it was a different when setup. Ed, when Eddie came, they in? said Eddie came in and re reorchestrated re- yeah. the song yeah. and, re- and the arrangement of it. That's what they the rumor was. Huh. I don't know yeah. if it's true or not. Well, it, it, they wanted him to come in and play, <coughs> but they they had this different riff that they were talking about, and he's like, "Well, what if we did this?" And they he he does a guitar solo, and and so Quincy Jones starts working around the guitar solo, yeah. making the guitar solo more feature there and like let's make this song fit the solo versus the solo fit into the song right and that's that's well there's a really cool video if you look it up on youtube it's the jackson five and they're doing if you a lot of people aren't member but the jackson five were still playing uh-huh. and and even when his solo stuff was coming out and they would do some of his solo songs they do yeah. Billie Jean, they do beat right. it and it's the jackson five singing beat yes. it and eddie comes out on stage oh it's wow in, it's in uh 1984 85, I believe it is, in the Victory Tour. Yeah. 84, 85. Eddie doesn't seem yes, like he I've knows where he's at. I've seen that video. <laughs> Eddie's, Eddie's having a good time. Yeah. He's just going and playing. playing he's and he does, he, misses, he misses his cue. Yeah. And then Michael's like, has to yell at him, like, Eddie, 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 to get the cue, because he's totally not, he doesn't come on on his cue. I bet Eddie never listened to the song after he recorded his guitar solo. <laughs> he probably did. He's, like, he's probably like, I'm he's not you stuff. Yeah, he, he is not credited on the album at all. But, yeah, but there's something really special about that band, 
And the early, the David Lee Roth version is amazing, and uh-huh. they're dangerous, and they're cool, and you know they they ain't talking about love. And then Dave leaves, and then Sammy comes in, and it seems like every other song is about love, and I'm cool with that. It was you know it was like, it was like, Van Hagar was awesome too, which is a different kind of awesome. Right. And I think that Dave was stronger in areas that maybe Sammy's not, and Sammy was stronger in areas that I think Dave David wasn't. was such a front man. I mean, he's such an he's entertainer, larger than life. Yeah, he's yeah. just huge. And but but as a singer. Sammy's got him uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all day long. Yeah. Well, had well one of the things that I liked a lot, or that that really impressed me the most in the Sammy concerts, was like he's singing like Panama and Drop Dead Legs and and all of these uh, all these um, you know, the songs that Dave sang. You right, know, he's singing Dance Tonight like they're nothing. Yeah, he's singing You Really Got Me. He's like singing all this stuff. Dave would never he sing any sing Sammy songs. He couldn't. He couldn't. You're yeah, right. right. It's absolutely right. But, I mean, Dave was, was good. Well, I loved them both. It was very... I saw him with Sammy first. And just, for me, it was just a moment. Because I'm there, and then there's Eddie Van Halen, and he starts just, you know, doing his freestyling. Like, he starts doing Eruption, and then just kind of turns it all upside down and stuff. And, and I'm just like, I, I remember, like... Think, I, I remember I was just sitting there with my mouth open, just... And I caught myself going, you look like an idiot right now. Because, <laughs> you know, this was just a, a cool moment for right. me. So, yeah, I, I, I regret. I had an opportunity to see him with Dave uh, years back, and I didn't do it. And I should have because I never did see him with Dave. Uh-huh. I saw him many times with Sammy, mm-hmm. and I actually saw him a few times. I want to give a special shout-out to Sharon, who gets Gary, Gary Sharon from Extreme, who uh, gets a lot of grief. He does. And I don't think he deserves it, and I'll tell you why. I think that Van Halen 3, that came out in the late 90s, that uh, a lot of people hate that album. They hate them with Gary. I think Gary got the brunt of that, but I don't think it was his fault. I think he came into an already written solo record that didn't have anything on it, mm-hmm. and it was already structured and stuff, and then they basically just gave it to him, and he's the new guy that has no pull, and he basically oh, yeah. had to try to put lyrics and melodies and make songs out of things that were basically a solo album for Eddie that could have been released with no... Instrumental album. Yeah. I think if that album was released, released as an instrumental, people would have looked at it totally different. Probably, but um, and but I saw him several times on that tour, and I will say Gary Sharon brought it did because he? what was cool about it is they did about half and half. They did half of David Lee Roth songs and they did half Sammy songs, mm-hmm. and he crushed them all. Like I believe that he's got a great voice. I saw him run towards a stack of amps, put his hands with his microphone behind his back, and just dove over them head first. And I don't know how he landed. And didn't break something, and then he just comes <laughs> run. He comes, he comes popping back up in the crowd over here, like ran down a ramp or something. And oh, that guy wow. was just energy for days. If you've ever seen uh, the the uh, the concert for life with the Freddie Mercury concert for life, when, uh-huh. um, it was in ninety one, I think, or ninety two. It was it was after Freddie died, and Extreme played that, mm-hmm. and they did a medley of Queen songs. Wow. And Gary oh, Sharon never stops running across. They're they're at Wembley Stadium. He never stops <laughs> running and entertaining, going crazy. It's one of the coolest things yeah. I've ever seen. But that guy, that guy's a great. He just got a lot of grief. Maybe he didn't fit in Van Halen. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I, my, following Dave and yeah. Sammy, that's a tall order. Yeah, I agree. I, I remember I was excited about the album coming out, being a Van Halen fan, and I remember I was at Media Play over on the West Side, 
and you get the chance to like put the headphones on and listen to the album. You can skip to the next song and the next song. And I'm listening to it. I didn't like it. Yeah, I did a lot not of people like it. That. Uh, again, I'm looking for Sammy Dave kind of style. But You're this comparing is, it. Yeah, this is a little. Yeah, that's exactly what I, I was comparing it, and I'm like, this doesn't fit. Like, it, it wasn't grunge. It wasn't old Van Halen anymore. It was just this other thing that I couldn't wrap my brain around. Right. But um, yeah, I I don't think I'd ever talked to anybody that had seen them live. Like I lo- I loved him with Extreme. Oh yeah, me he too. man wo- he man woman hater is like one of my favorite <laughs> songs. Love that song. But um, uh, you know, Van Halen, great band, one of the best. Good ever. rock and roll. Not band. a hair band. Not rock and roll a hair band. And but Eddie Van Halen will live on forever as in my in my household the greatest guitar player to ever ever pick one up. You won't hear any um, arguments here, but uh, yeah, that's a that was a huge a huge hit, but not a not a hair band, not, not a, hair a hair band, not a hair band. All right, number two. Shout to the heart, and you're too late, darling. You give love a bad name. This one I thought would be number one, but number two, okay. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Mm, bon Jovi. You give love a bad name. Jersey Boys. Yeah. Are, are we are we in agreement that they are a hair band or not a hair band? They're a hair band. Yeah. They're a hair band. They are. I mean, they're a rock band. Like, I've seen them live, I think, maybe three times. So they're they're definitely a rock, they're a good rock band. Mm-hmm. Right. But they, they were the peak of their powers in the hair band area. Area era well, when Slippery When Wet came out, the girls went nuts yeah, for this yeah. band. This was my high school. I mean, Bon Jovi yeah. was, you know, I graduated in '87. I mean, you know, uh, living on a prayer. I mean, it's, this was our. This was my high school. Yeah, I mean, like living on a prayer that was was a was the first single on the Slippery When Wet album. I believe it's that or you give love a bad name, one or the other. Yeah. And that's right when I first started dating my ex-wife and she was all in. Mm. And so being the good boyfriend and not dating that long, mm-hmm. I kind of went with the flow and listened to way too much Bob. Well, and, and Never Say Goodbye was probably every prom song, every theme. It was her senior prom. It was, uh, maybe it was her junior yeah. prom. I don't remember. It was one of those. Yeah, it was, it was 87. I mean, that was huge. Yeah, I think that a lot of people don't, especially now nowadays, they don't look at Bon Jovi as a hair band because Bon Jovi did such a, a full-scale marketing push in the early 90s to distance himself from being a hair band. Yeah. From cutting all their hair to releasing acoustic albums. and One of my favorite things they ever did was the redone version of Living on a Prayer, which is acoustic. Oh, it's all yeah. Down. That I was good. That was awesome. Living on a um, Prayer 94. Right. That's yes. what it's called. And 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 they did a lot of... Uh, they kind of were one of the few hair bands that survived through the 90s. Mm-hmm. They released... I mean, I can remember them releasing, you know, hits, still hit having hits. And yeah, going into the you know ninety three ninety four, our number one will have that same distinction That's as true. well. Yeah, and and uh, I mean, what bed of roses mm-hmm. was a big, a big yep. hit. Mm-hmm. I remember, um, but they've distanced themselves. To be honest with you, lately they've lost some sheen for me because without Richie Sambora playing guitar, I'm not interested. Yeah. 
anymore. Yeah, he's my favorite part of the I, band. I, didn't they get back together with him? I think they did a sh- when they got inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He played with them, but I don't think he's back in the band permanently okay. yet. Now I think it'll happen. Yeah, they're at their full powers with him. Well, you got to have to have John's voice and Richie's voice together. That's kind of the magic. In yes, my opinion. yes. And Richie's two. a monster guitar player. Yeah, he's a good singer too. He had a solo he, album that yeah. didn't do anything. Yeah. But yeah, I remember the the songs were good. But uh, I mean, what can, what can you say? I mean, those guys are top of the food chain, kind of with sales and stuff of albums. I'm not oh, sure yeah. how many they've sold total, but it's it's up there. Yeah, I, I would. There are very few bands from that era that ended up in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. like you know them and our number one band, and just a, another couple others. Yeah, and like, <coughs> and well, in fact, they, those that may be it. Like. On our list here, like Van Halen, who we established is not a hair band. Right. Yeah, they're they're probably the only two well, bands and that John they're... John aged well too. I mean he 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 still looks oh, good. really, did he? I mean they, did he they, age they, well? They, <laughs> well uh, okay, okay. Like but, fine wine. Yeah. But I mean like you know, yeah, he's got the gray hair. He doesn't look like an old crusty man. Yeah, I mean he he still yeah, I mean he's doing a lot of good charity. They, they do good he does good charity work. He has that kitchen and, Yeah, Soul uh, Kitchen. Soul Kitchen. I think it's the name of it. Yeah. So I mean he, like he's uh make a positive impact in his community and uh yeah, I mean I I, I mean I know my wife still thinks he's, you know, John Roger. Like the cat's meow. Yeah. 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 I mean, when you talk about success, I mean, who who's had the same success as them when it comes to hair bands? I mean, and they carried it, like you said. They've carried it all along. I mean, they've changed every five to six years. They've changed yeah. it up. I mean, I remember they were I remember they were playing some of their videos 10 years ago, 15 years ago on CMT. I mean, they were getting played. Oh, yeah. They, they did the, like uh, the Can't Go Home oh, song. Yeah, yeah, they did yeah. the Crossroads yeah, show. With, uh, Jennifer Cross Nettles, show. yeah, yeah. Uh, sh- sh- uh, Sugarland, Sugar yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They did the, uh, yeah, that was that was really, good. yeah. They they continue to reinvent themselves. I would say their first three albums were definitely hairband. Yeah, uh, New Jersey was the one that followed Slippery When Wet. Still had that 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 sound, but it was kind of you could feel it kind of them going away, maturing beyond that, and then their stuff after that. Yeah, they kept they kept putting out music that people bought, which is really hard for bands, because like band people just want to hear the old stuff. Right. Um, bon Jovi was lucky enough to have their sound evolve enough that people were still buying their albums later. Like I'm a big U2 fan, but honestly, they'll put stuff out now. I'm like, mm, I, I want to hear the stuff from War in October, right. Boy, and stuff right. like that. So uh, the newer stuff like I'll listen to and I like it okay but it just doesn't resonate with me like mm-hmm. the old stuff but Bon Jovi just put a new album out a couple weeks ago heard it it's pretty good is it really I have yeah, not heard it's it it's pretty good yeah. the, the um, I think it's a little it's interesting kind of like I think John got signed kind of on his own and they built the band around him yeah but the first single was Runaway wasn't Runaways, it which is my favorite Bon Jovi song it's <laughs> it's up there for me too yeah, I 1984 think, I think if you want to out. drive your dog crazy play the last uh, 30 seconds of that song when John hits that I would love to hear a, I would love to hear an isolated vocal of just that and oh, what it sounds man. like without the music yeah. I bet it's I bet it's rough I bet it but is but it's it, if your dog your dog will go nuts uh, <laughs> absolutely but I think that he if memory serves he recorded that with session musicians and they got he got signed on that and then they built the band around him I, I think, think you're, that's I think you're right I remember he was sweeping floors at the power station, yeah. recording studio. Got to know some of the guys, right. and that's Chris what got him. Wow. That's what got him in. He paid his dues for a long time. He Isn't did. That wild. He did. So, but uh, 
uh, you were saying I'll be there for you. That's a huge one. Mm. A huge yeah. one. Yeah, huge. Uh, I mean, they have the ballad. hooks, man. He oh, yeah. he wrote he wrote some catchy tunes. Yeah. Uh, not not one of my favorites, but definitely one that I definitely have some albums and I'll pull them out every once in a while. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know my I like my they kind of went ballady ballady where they early on they were doing more hard rock and yeah. stuff and then it, it turned into for me it was like oh every song's like a ballad now or yeah, something right. soft and it got it got to where I kind of fell out with them after the oh, mid 90s yeah. Yeah. but I mean I followed them but I like I was joking around earlier when they came out in the like 94 or something when they did that and yeah. he came out with his haircut like you know, it was like, like a Swiss he was straightened, and it was just cut like Prince Valiant cut. I said, and, <laughs> and, and, and I was like, "What's what happened to Bon Jovi?" <laughs> Good stuff, but yeah, um, but definitely a hair band. Definitely a hair band. Definitely no question band. about it. Um, so, what? Uh, anything else come to come to mind when you think of Bon Jovi? I mean, to me, it's just you know, a good solid band. I get butterflies. Butterflies. <laughs> He's a really good looking dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm on this side of the, the, the table for I'm glad you are too. So you no. got that you got that you got that silver pepper he's got going on. Yeah. <laughs> you know. All heavy, natural hour heavy here, on the silver. Yeah. Yes, very heavy on the silver. Yeah. There's no salt and pepper here. It's just salt. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. So alright, so that's our number two. Um that means we got one left. One left. Number one. It took us two weeks to get here, (laughs) (laughs) but we are at number one. Yes, hairband. Aaron's favorite on the whole list, Def Leppard. Listen, I don't have a problem with Def Leppard. I actually enjoy Def Leppard, but there's something about their sound that's overproduced to me. It's what made them huge. Uh-huh. The, they did stuff that no one had ever done, and all the hair bands after them copied it. They got with Mutt Lang and like put 30 vocals on one backing track, and they did all kind of crazy stuff. But it just... To me now, listening to it, it 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 feels really unlike some of the other bands on the list. It's it's more dated, I think, and it it doesn't it doesn't have the impact or the punch that I think mm-hmm. I would like it to have. They wrote some great songs, though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I you know I I think the first couple albums, uh, High and Dry, Pyromania, and then uh, Adrenalize. Mm-hmm. I think that's the third one, I believe. Um, Hysteria. 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 Yeah. Hysteria. Hysteria. And then. Uh, those three I liked. Adrenalize, I liked a little bit. And then everything after that, it just kind of... Poof. And speaking of bad hair, Joe Elliott. What's up with that? It, 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 him and Billy Ray Cyrus. They're they, brothers. They are. They're just <laughs> terrible. Like, guys, you're, you're, you're 60. Or ish. Yeah. <laughs> Get a man haircut. You're not... You're not uh, Carol Channing. Right. <laughs> let's, let's straighten that up. Well, hello, Dolly. I mean, that's, that's rough. Yeah, that's, that's, better, that's better now than it used to be. Because you used that's to just true. have the party on top, or the, the business on top. You know, I like the mullet better than whatever that is. Whatever that is. It, it looks great. like someone took an old broom and just stuck it down on top of his head. <laughs> right. We're, we're showing pictures of Joe Elliott here. So, uh, I remember, uh, again, a girl I was dating uh, when... Pyromania came out in 1983, 
and photograph Rock of Ages. Dude, those, are just, those songs huge came tunes. out. They were huge. they were huge, and people were wearing them Union Jack shirts, the sleeveless British flag shirts. Oh yeah, like those things were selling like crazy. Like everybody had them. I remember they were in concert in Columbus. They and I I don't remember this happening prior to this, but they played back to back nights at uh, the Ohio Center because. Wow. It, they sold yeah, out the one huge. concert in record times. They had to add a second, which I'd never seen before. So yeah, they were they were on top of the world at one point. I mean, so so many hits. I mean, oh yeah, they just it, so many. Pyromania, hits. pour some sugar on me. Rock of Ages. We talked about Rocket. I mean, Too there's a lot of songs, and, and you know, a hair definitely a hair band. Right. Absolutely. Right. It, they didn't start off that way. We talked about that. They're before. part of the new wave. Yeah, but like Bon Jovi, they're Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. Yep. The only two from that kind of era that that kind of falls into that category. Well, there was a, a song they did that was a ballad that I actually thought was a really good one that came later in the early 90s. I think it was 1993. Mm-hmm. Was um, it, Like you said, they kind of kept going, and they, they still had a few hits going into the 90s where a lot of the bands fell off rather quickly when grunge hit. So this is still when grunge is happening. The Last Action Hero soundtrack was Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. There was a bunch of great bands on there, and they had a song on there called Two Steps Behind, and I love that song. Oh, that is a good song. And I listened to that. I have that soundtrack, and I've listened to it over and over again, and that was a, there was every song on that soundtrack from Tesla to Anthrax to Queensryche to Megadeth and Def Leppard. Every band on there had just killer songs on there. Which which soundtrack was it? It was the Last Action okay, Hero yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. And, uh, and that song was on there, and I remember the video for it was on MTV. It's, it's constant rotation. Just it was being played over and over again. Back when they played mu- music, not this sure. is before they started doing TV shows. And now I don't even I, I don't know the last time I turned on MTV, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah, what they play now. Yeah, are they even around? It, it made me mad because like I have YouTube TV, and they added this whole bunch of channels on there a few months ago, and they they jacked the price up. And one of them is MTV. I got mad. I'm like. I don't want that MTV. No. I want my MTV. Right. right. <laughs> I don't want that. If, if they had MTV my Classic, MTV. I'll take that. But it's like, it's just reality shows and junk. That's like, all it is. like their logo doesn't even say music television anymore, it just is MTV. Sad. Wow. Like, ugh, it's crap. It started happening in the mid 90s, man. It ugh. started, they, I think it was like real world and singled out started happening. And then yeah. they were like, oh, we can make more money on TV shows that don't cost much money. And yeah. We could right. we could pay these nobodies off the street money right. to do these reality shows, and low production value, low cost, low everything. It's like we could make our own show and make tons of ad revenue instead of just playing other people's videos over and over again, and we're not getting any money for it unless they're doing payola. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean they made they made a ton of money off sponsors. Yeah. Like they like everything had a a, a, a sponsor attached to it. The commercial, the ad time was. Like they're making a ton of money, right? And we did a whole episode about um, uh, MTV about the time of their 39th anniversary back in August, and we talked about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like they were they were doing it. It's just the creative people at MTV had changed. The original creative people were gone. Mm-hmm. The newer people came in, realizing like you talked about, let's you do these stupid Jersey Shore type shows. Uh, we can do them for next to nothing. And put our own brand on it and own the rights to this stuff right. versus playing, you know, all right. these Capitol Records videos and right. so forth. So it's, uh, you know, they killed themselves. I mean, right. People don't 
people don't watch it. Well, the good news is, though, you know, for a long while there, it's like, well, they don't play music videos anymore. We're going to see, and bands stop making music videos. A lot of bands did. Yeah. But with YouTube now, you can reach so many people with YouTube and social media that bands have actually started making videos again and yeah. making good videos and putting yeah. money behind them again. Yeah. And that's been kind of a nice thing that the internet has brought us where, hey, you can still see bands that you like making videos. Oh, yeah. Whereas you go back to two thousand and three or four, and it was, there was no, it wasn't happening. Like with the rock, especially with rock bands, it wasn't happening. There's not a budget money for their album right. release to make a video, and it yeah. just wasn't happening. You got it. Unless you're the darkness, <laughs> you do believe in a thing called love. <laughs> oh gosh, come on, that's good stuff. It, yeah, they're I, a throwback. I, I they're like a fake hair band. You're like a fake hair band. <laughs> So uh, what else is Def Leppard famous for? I mean, just most, most people remember the one-arm one drummer. drummer. The one-arm one drummer, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the hair. How did that happen? An accident. He was bus driving. Truck. Wasn't it in their bus crash? He was driving a Corvette. And I, oh, yeah. It was yeah, like yeah. Christmas or something. And I don't remember. He may have been drunk, but I think he wound up in a field. A bus may have hit him. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But I guess his arm went out the window and the car landed on his can, arm. Can you imagine car. being in... A rock band to the point where everybody knows you. You're a national band, and you're the drummer, and you get in a wreck and you lose your arm. I mean, can we, you're just, not just a national band. They were like the band. Like, can, they were one of the top selling bands. Can you imagine that? And he, but he continued. He come and back he, and kept playing. And they they redesigned the drum kit. And yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of an amazing story when you think about it that the guy kept going and they stuck with him right you know? a lot yeah. of bands wouldn't have that loyalty to right. stick with them so that goes back to we talked about your, your buddies in a garage making a band sticking together mm-hmm. whereas sometimes the music business you lose your friends right. this is a good example of no he, We're that's, a, that's my guy one arm one arm drummer. <laughs> well, I mean it's just crazy a one arm drummer it's crazy it, 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 as yeah. a, I remember as a kid just everybody that's everybody talked about first thing yeah. they talk about when they see Def Lemmerd right like, like you couldn't believe he could play like he does right I mean don't get me wrong their songs aren't like super difficult but right. as far as on the drums go but it's difficult when you only got one arm <laughs> yeah. I tell you what man he must have the world's strongest calves because oh, because all, yeah, yeah. all the pedals are down there he's he's all over the place yeah I mean they sound good. Like I've seen him in I've seen him in concert, uh, you know, and when he had the one arm, not when he had two still. But so uh, December thirty first, nineteen eighty four, he was involved in a car crash with his, uh, his girlfriend Miriam Berenson. Uh, they were on a country road uh, just west of Sheffield. It was a Corvette C four. Passed another car at high speed where he lost control, hit a stone wall, and got thrown to a field. Um, his uh, Seatbelt was improperly fastened. Mm. Uh, the doctors were able to reattach his arm, but it infected, and they had to reamputate. <laughs> so, so they had they took they took like a three year hiatus yeah. before recording again. They didn't want to get another drummer, which you know loyalty to the guy. That's good. But you um, wouldn't see that today. I don't think a lot of bands. I don't think so. No, they'd just and, like, and okay, you wouldn't have seen it back then with a lot. Well, of the record companies wouldn't let you. They're like, oh, yeah. no, we need we to get need, another drummer. You're our product. Get out there and make us yeah, money. That's How, right. uh, it's just it's just crazy that a drummer would lose his arm. I mean, it's just... Yeah, of all things. Of all things. Well, I mean, if, if he was the guitar player, it's game over. Right. Oh, yeah. You, you can't... Yeah, he, you're he, done. He found a way. If he was a singer, he'd probably be all right. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. Yeah, I can sing with one arm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, it, I mean... It, if he was a if he was a bass player guitar player it's over because you got but, but you would think that it's over for a drummer 
But he just proved, he made it he work. Proved, he made it work. It's an amazing story when you really look at it, right? And just and it's really interesting if you go on YouTube and you see his drum setup and you see what they did and the stuff they created for him to be able to play. It's really fascinating. I find it to be right. yeah. But it, but that is that is a good thing about the loyalty, that friendship, the band. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that speaks volumes. Maybe that's why they're our number one. Maybe. Uh, maybe. maybe. Well, and I'll tell you this. You know, I was kind of, earlier, I was kind of talking about the production. At the time, was like this huge sound. But for me, it, it took some of the some of the uh, realness out of it. But when you watch those songs live, like on live video and things, that's when they sound great to me because the bands perform live and they, they come across huge. And who, we haven't mentioned it yet, but who writes... A stadium anthem better than Def Leppard does. I mean, how many do they have? It's over. I mean, song after song after song. Oh yeah, and they're they're slow and they have huge hooky choruses that everybody can sing. And you know, they say to the slower songs um, and that breathe more, they work better in the stadiums because of the echo going on and the the way the yeah. sound travels to all the people, so you can get everybody singing it together. So if you're playing fast, you know, like a thrash band doesn't do as well in a stadium setting because it's so fast, but they made their songs really big and open and they breathe and people can really latch onto it. And that's why you see the whole crowd singing their their choruses throughout their songs. That never really crossed my mind before Mm -hmm. because like, yeah, I've been to so many concerts and then there are some songs people just sing along better to and... There's a trick that's a good point. That's, yeah. it's, and it's so it's hard. Songwriting. It's so hard for people to find that hook that is so not just it's a, a hook, hook that brings you back. That's, man, I was even said it up. I was getting ready to knock it down. <laughs> but it's not just that. It's it's Sorry, like man. it's like number something that they can remember that's easily to be stuck in your head. Yeah. That feels good to, that everybody would feel comfortable performing it back to the you know, to the to the band and they are like the kings of that, really. I mean yeah. they in Bon Jovi too, I mean Right, yeah. all the bands on this list could could could. <coughs> they, they, they all, all have the these poison was always good yeah. those sing along. But when you talk about just big studio stadium anthem type songs, Def Leppard's up there for sure. Very cool, gotcha. and I see why they're the number one band, and I think they deserve it. Now I remember hearing about the, un, the under the stage antics in the mid '80s, which I won't go into. Okay. No, I mean it's, it's, in between songs and during guitar solos and things would happen down under the stage when guys would go. So no, you can't Did just say that. My lip. No, you, you can't. can't uh, you can't say okay, that. Give us, give us the 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 PG version of what the heck okay, you're talking about. Do you remember about? in Wayne's World when they're trying to get backstage and they say, and I believe it might have been Chris Farley is the is the stage security head, security. And he, they say, they say, we gotta get back there. We gotta get back there. Our girlfriends are back there. And Farley goes, son. A lot of guys' girlfriends are back here. Oh, I see. They had a little thing under the stage where different guys could take breaks and go down and, and meet a girl and meet a girl under no. the stage. Yeah, and hold her hand. Yeah, and I want to hold your hold hand. That's beautiful. Eyes Sweet love other. songs. They're going to be together forever. I think. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That might be the one. It's That's a great. love story. They should make a movie about it. Called the Book. Okay. Okay. Which it's, is. It's the second mind. notebook reference of the night. We're gonna I don't think they heard the first one. Oh, no. that's probably good. Dude, why do you like that movie so much? <laughs> oh, no, why is he going to be like that? Yeah, I was going to be too, Matt. That's, that's, <laughs> that's so not cool when the mic's on. He is so yeah. not Full cool. confession, we're, 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 we're talking about, you know, between takes here, where we're just kind of talking about whatever. And, and Aaron, uh, we were talking about how, how I thought Elizabeth Shue's character in Cocktail was like the most... 
like breathtaking role for for me as a dude going man she is just she's smoking she's yeah. awesome and he so Aaron says tell him I said Rachel McAdams in the Notebook okay okay that's all I need to hear you need to stop <laughs> come on man so me and Matt just looked at each other like huh? I'm like Shaggy and Scooby I mean this here. dude's over here he's got the dark shirt the long hair he's a he's a rocker, he's a, rocker. He's a real rocker. And he's quoting notebook stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm just listen. I'm I can't myself. quote the movie. Okay, you know what? But I wrote you every day. I literally haven't seen that movie in ten years. Okay. But I do, I do think that I had a, I had a celebrity crush when I saw that movie. Okay. Okay. Right. So how many times you seen Notting Hill, Aaron? Oh, I've, a couple times. <laughs> I like that movie. Okay, let's, let's, let's go. All right, well, that's pretty much uh, all we've got as far as our top ten. We're going to wrap this show up with, um, we're going to do a little word association, hair band, not hair band. Okay. Ooh. This is okay. the remainder of the list that, that didn't make the top ten. We're going 11 down to like 25 or something. Wow, this is a test. Yeah, okay, so, so this is for both of you. Right. Are we answering at the same time, or do we have to... We're just saying or say yes uh, or no. I'll say it, and then you guys okay, just... Okay. Uh, right. We won't spend a ton of time on these, but just kind of... Just maybe, like, answer and then why. Okay. Okay. Scorpions. Not a hair band. That's rock and roll band. This yeah, is rock and roll band. I agree. Band. They predate. Yes, they do. And even even their ballads, like Still Loving You, those weren't hair band ballads. Those were rock and roll, wrenching. That's, that's a, a rock, rock band, songs. and that's a guitar rock band. Yes, they are. A lot of bands will tell you that guitar playing in Scorpions is bar none. Some of the best guitar riffing of all time. I I would say that they are some of. Yeah, yeah. some of the best rock guitar mm-hmm. just bands. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, Aerosmith. Uh, not a hair that's band. A, they're way earlier. But I they, think they, they had a hair band phase. They had a phase, I will give you that. Yeah. But I think they came out of it when they did Get a Grip. Yeah, I think that they transitioned out of it, but there was a moment. Mm-hmm. But they also are responsible for rap rock. They are. Oh, DMC. they are. Wow. They did it. Some people say it's Anthrax and Public Enemy, but if you really look, a couple of years before that was. Oh yeah, well, it's it's right. yeah definitely, that's definitely the one. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, Dawkin. Hairband. Yeah, it's hairband. Hairband. Yeah. And we rockin' like Dawkin. We rockin' like Dawkin. Yeah, I I would say yeah, kind of. Because I mean, like they had some like Don Dawkin, good guitar player. No, George Lynch was George a guitar Lynch, player. He's a great guitar. Don player. Don Dawkin was a vocalist. He, he had, had great he had pipes then. Not anymore. He's really? rough now. Yeah. But but um, I'll I'll never forget when we just watched it the other day when they were they did the Dream Warriors for Freddie Three. Yes, and we we're uh, talking about that. Uh, it's so Dream ca- Warriors. It's, it's so catchy. And then yeah. they had Freddie in the video. What rock band can say they had Freddie Krueger in their video? That's pretty cool. Not many. That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Quiet Riot. That's a tough one. Kind of I kind of think. I think. I think. Well, for one thing, they owe their whole career to Slade. Yeah, come on, feel the noise, and they didn't want to record that. Yeah, because they were they thought it was this is too this is an R kind of thing, but they they were made to, and then when they recorded, like wow, we love this. And I, if if my memory serves, and I could be wrong about this, I think they're the first hard rock or heavy metal band to have a number one album. Mm-hmm. I want to say that that's true, but I don't know for sure. Um, what, they could be. I don't. I don't know. But um, hmm, that's I think one. that. 
they, I think they're a little hairy. I think that they came in a little earlier, and they hit a little earlier. But I, 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 uh, if I, if memory serves, I think they played some big festival, which people a lot of people call the the breakout of hair metal and metal in general. And I think they played a festival, and it had, um, and it was had different nights, and there was like a pop night. Uh, I think it was called. Um, what was that called? The Us Festival or something? Oh, yeah. And there was, like, different nights, and each night was a different style of music. Yeah. And I guess the rock night, which nobody expected it to be huge, ended up being by far the biggest drawing night. Because Van Halen was a Van Halen, was and, I think, act. and I think that Motley Crue was on it. And Scorpions and, were there. And, and Scorpions, and I think Quiet Riot was on there. And it blew everybody away, but this was before, you know, this was when those bands were, like, the, the Quiet Riot and Motley Crue were, like, Young when before they hit that hair metal phase, yeah. and I don't know they if were quite just happy to be really. There. They just kind of rode the wave. I don't know that they went full on. But they've been around a while. They came out like mid seventies. Yeah, they, they were they were around for a long. Actually, yeah, uh, seventy three or seventy four. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, Randy Rhodes mm-hmm. from Aussie. He started and he was in quite. They were founded in seventy three. Yeah, whiz. they were around for a long. Yeah. That's right. I remember Randy Rhodes because. Ozzy Osbourne plucked him out of mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yep. Because we didn't know this until later and after Quiet Riot hit. Mm-hmm. Oh, one time Randy Rhodes was a guitar oh, player. Quiet yeah. Nice. Um, moving right along. Warrant. Yes, but what do you think? Not, I'd say hairband. hairband. I'd say hairband, but I'll say this. I think Warrant got a lot of crap back in the day. And he they got a lot of people blaming them for the demise of of uh of hair metal and mm-hmm. they made it the joke I don't think I think Warrant was actually a really great band and a talented band mm-hmm. I think everybody thinks of them as the cherry pie band but there right. were a lot of other oh, songs yeah. that had way more substance and as far as talent Uncle goes Tom's Cabin was a great song. oh man I mean yeah, I saw song. Red uh, Mr. Rainmaker I mean you can yeah. go down the list but I think that they had a lot more talent than they got credit for and I think Jenny Lane was a wonderful singer Yeah, and, and they were great so- songwriters and I think that if people go back and listen to some of those albums, I think they would go, wow, these guys were a lot better than we gave them credit for. Right. But definitely a hair band. Yeah, the I, I, I video saw... you shared was very telling. Uh, you shared it on the podcast. I mean, his, mm-hmm. I mean, his, his I don't, don't want to say hatred, but his mm-hmm. hatred for the song Cherry Pie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it literally just, it, it, it made him, but it, it, like you said, it ruined him. Yeah, just, they were the Cherry Pie Band, and no matter what yeah. he did after that, they're yeah. the Cherry Pie Band, and right. that's what they, they just got pigeonholed. And, and I remember after when Grunge came out, they came out with an album after Grunge, mm-hmm. and it uh, this the first song was actually really catchy, but it was heavy, like it was Machine Gun or something, and mm-hmm. it was like mama Machine Gun, and it was really heavy and it was good, mm-hmm. but nobody I, it played on MTV for like a, a minute, and then yeah. it was gone. Like nobody everybody cared everyone want to hear Pearl Jam. Yeah, right. <laughs> again. So yeah, I, I I saw Warrant in concert several years ago. I, I might have mentioned this earlier, but um, I remember when they did Cherry Pie in the in the concert. He's like, since we know you want to hear it, and then he played it, and they they gave it everything, of right. course. But you could just kind of tell it's like. This is our legacy, I guess. We'll live with it. We're getting paid. And the, 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 the way he told the story was he, he gave his... The, the album was going to be Uncle Tom's Cabin. That was going to be the album. Yeah. And then he said, well, we, we don't have that single, that one song. And he, he said he wrote Cherry Pie that night, gave it to him the next day, and he goes, and that's who I am. Now I'm doing Cherry Pie eating contests. I'm, 
You know, <laughs> <laughs> everything I do is cherry well, pie. Well, yeah. imagine, imagine you were trying to be a serious musician and a serious songwriter, and he was really wanting to be a songwriter, and he thought of himself that way. And you scribble something down that's you have no emotional feelings to, you have no connection to. And that's what they And get. then, and I've done that too on a couple songs I won't name on a couple of my albums in the past that I just was like, oh, I got to get this done. And I, I didn't have a connection to the song and I threw stuff together and it worked. And that song may have taken off and somebody might really like it. People really love it. And I don't have, and I'm up there singing, I have no connection to this song at all, but people were singing it back and love it. And right. I'm like, huh. I'm on a much smaller scale, obviously, than right. Warren. But I can't imagine that being my identity and my legacy right. for thirty years, you know. Yeah, right. And that would be a, would a terrible. So oh man, I can't imagine. I mean, he he literally. I mean, he literally hated it. I mean, and that would suck. He told yeah. a story about when grunge hit. He said he came into the. He said he, he right before grunge hit, he was in the offices of his management, uh, the management company, and the record label, and they just had this huge thing of cherry pies front cover on the oh, behind right, the receptionist yeah. when people walked in and he said he knew they were in trouble because when he left he came back a few weeks later and their theirs was gone and they had dirt by Allison chains up and oh, he's like geez. he's like uh oh <laughs> there's a new sheriff in town and it ain't the us ride, the ride has done disengaged mm. next Judas Priest no way. That's not, not even a band. chance. They are a metal so band. So Jonathan Todd Carter and ten other folks <laughs> thought wow. that was... Well, I, 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 think, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, I think don't, people I, are just putting just rock the bands. Yeah, they're just putting rock bands in. Or, but, or, it, it doesn't... It's like... And Metallica's not on here. Well, but, and, but it's I, like... I, people would have picked Metallica, too. Because they don't if, know the if genre. I, if I, if I would have put Metallica on, I'm sure people would have voted for it. Well, but think right. about this. Like, some people, they don't go as deep on these things as we do, and they don't know the oh, bands yeah. like we do. And so they might... Their only exposure may have been the songs that had videos in the in the 80s. That, that's what they're familiar with. Oh, yeah. And they don't know... Hey, they're hearing rocking after guys midnight were, and going, uh, yeah, you know, sad wings of destiny and all that. You know, they don't, they don't know British Steel and all that. They just yeah. they're just they're hearing like you know the, the the couple songs they heard on MTV. Oh yeah, those guys were around having big hits then. They're air band. Yeah, but we they all may know. have been on Headbangers Ball or something and right. thought, oh, they kind of fallen right. in with the warrants. And well, the and things. a lot of them, and, and a lot of the older bands, you know, they're huge. Like say Kiss or whatever. You see them, you're still you're listening to them in the eighties. You know, and mm-hmm. so without their makeup, right? So you're thinking, well, you know, I, I could see that. Kiss yeah. definitely had the phase, just like Aerosmith. Oh yeah, they tried to stay relevant. Yep, they tried. Um, <laughs> <laughs> His hatred just, I know, it's, just right. it's right behind. The you surface. guys have heard me talk about Kiss before. I just I dismiss Kiss as just a fluffy band that can't even play their own instruments. And That's sad. Them. But I saw a guy fly across the rafters of a stadium singing I Was Made for Loving You. It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> I saw Eddie Van Halen playing little guitars for about 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> I'm not trying to compare Kiss to Van Halen because it doesn't I'm sure work. they wouldn't either. I'll take Van Halen I'm all sure day. they wouldn't either. So. Okay. Uh, let's see. Striper. Our favorite Christian rock band. I mean, they're they're. I mean, they're probably they're a hair band. They're a hair band for sure, for sure. But I think now, um, I'm really happy. In the last ten years, they brought back the Yellow and Black Attack, and they got the outfits back again. I think that's awesome. Yep. Um, They um, awesome band. I mean, one thing that people don't know about Striper is how people. A lot of people give them grief too, but 
when you see how talented everybody in that band is, oh. Oh, the, the the range of Michael Sweet's voice, Michael his Sweet. voice. But you know what? You talk about his voice. But have you ever really paid attention to his guitar playing? Yes, that dude can wail on play. the guitar. Yeah. Oz, <laughs> I, I, I saw him in Ozfox. I love Ozfox. I saw I saw Michael Sweet in concert when he was solo early '90s, and uh, he, he I mean he had just times when he stopped playing acoustic guitar for a while, like. Yeah. Who knew? Right. Uh, the yeah. the our the guy that uh, does uh, Joe Beers, he does a lot of our production and records all, all of our albums and stuff. He once recorded their drummer came in to do something, and he recorded him one time, and he said that the drums after every take they had to stop and reset the drums because he hit so hard the drums would literally just bounce across the floor, and they were trying to wow. hook up, they were trying to hook them down, and so they didn't go anywhere. And he said what by the end of the thing? session it was like a wood chipper. From all the sticks that were just destroyed oh, underneath. <laughs> That's I awesome. Remember, I know it's Tim Gaines's bass, and the drummer was uh, uh, was it Robert Oz Sweet? Fox? It's Michael's brother. Robert's brother. Yeah, that's, that's Robert. Yeah, Oz Fox sure. is a guitar player. Oz, Oz Fox, Fox Tim yeah. Gaines, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Well, good Oz job. Fox was he was a beast. Though. We talked to him outside. Of, you know, we, well, I've seen him so many times. Oh but, yeah. Oh, they're mm. a great band. Nice. ACDC, no way, no not way. a chance. Yeah, right. No way. They ACDC doesn't get to put be put in a category. Their category is ACDC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> agreed. That's very <laughs> agreed. fair. That's well said. I don't think you'll feel that way about this next band, Twisted Sister. Oh, Absolutely a hair band. You know it's they funny? put the hair in hair band. Here's the thing: I hair bands. I always think of pretty boys that. Try to dress up for the ladies. He is so not pretty. He's ugly. He's an ugly man. I always thought of Tristan's sister as, hey, uh, the the front line of the 49ers just put on wigs and and pads and they they got grabbed guitars and now they're out playing. playing. I mean, if you look at that band, they're huge dudes that look like they just walked off the football field. I mean, yes, they hit huge in that time. They were working at it for. I mean, there's a great documentary. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but it was fantastic. But they were working at it all through the 70s, and, mm-hmm. and they were a huge club band. They were selling out places, and they weren't even signed. And they were huge, and no one would sign them because nobody got them. Oh. And they finally, I didn't get them. Yeah, I know. A lot of like, people did I hear, like, we're not going to take it, and I want to rock. I'm like... That just, that's hair band. It is. It is. It's, it's, it's in there. That's Those are a couple good anthem songs, but... I overall their music doesn't um, it doesn't do much for me. I respect them and I like them. I mm-hmm. like D. Snyder, but I want to rock. It's huge. Right? It's huge. I want to rock. And they were in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. That's right. Because they're, they're they're making that. You're video. gonna burn in hell. <laughs> yes. Oh my they're gosh. The car. I forgot about that. That is filming a video. Wow. Uh, Tesla. Not a hair band. That's no. a rock and roll. And I love 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 that band. Yep. Love them. Winger. Yes. yes. That's hair band. Definitely hair band. Yes. I did see Kip Winger um, solo. I was telling these guys this earlier. Uh, they were in a concert. Uh, his guitar player uh, got sick, so it was just him and an acoustic guitar. Guy could play guitar. He could sing. But collectively as a band, Winger is a hair band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're right up there with Poison and... And some of those guys. You find that about a lot of the hair bands. A lot of those guys are super talented. But Winger took a lot of crap, too. I remember in 1991, they released the... It may have been a few years later, but they released a year and a half in the life of Metallica where they were making the Black Album. Mm -hmm. And they had a dartboard on the wall. 
mm-hmm. and Lars was playing darts, and it pans over to the dartboard, and it's a picture of Kit Winger out of a Hit Parader magazine. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing darts on his face. The only reason <laughs> oh, is because because Lars's girlfriend probably liked right. Kit Winger. Lars it's like he's five foot tall. Like, it's like, dude, he's much prettier than you. Right, and he's right. got a better personality. He didn't shut down Napster. Right. So, <laughs> I'm still angry at him about that. Um, yeah. Uh, faster Pussycat. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I do yeah, too. Right. I'm not a fan of them, though. I mean, either. Uh, Slaughter. Yes. Yes. But later, later, but... <sighs> See... They're kind of fringe to me. They're fringe because they came out way. later, but if you go back, you know, they were in, uh, oh, the Vinnie Vincent invasion. Um, Mark Slaughter sang, and, and uh, what was his name that uh, played drums? Uh, I'm brain farting, but they were in the Vinnie Vincent invasion with Vinnie Vincent from Kiss. Yeah. And that was definitely in that genre. And then they left and started Slaughter. And then it was like, I mean, come on. I mean, Flight of the Angels and. Yeah, it's, that, that was very it's hair. Definitely. That's a hair. But they're a good band, though. Yeah. They're still at it. They still play now. Really? And they're, and they're nice. good. Yeah, I, I watched some videos recently of them last year playing. Hmm. They still sound great. It, it is crazy to me that, that, that any of these guys are still playing. And when, I mean, they're, what, 55, 65? Oh, yeah. They've led that rock and roll life. I mean, it's insane. It's well, we were talking about the, the winger. I mean, they're singing about 17 year She's only 17. She's only he's 17. like 50-some years yeah. old. <laughs> I mean, creepy. <laughs> Change the song. Change a little it. bit. And, yeah. Oh, Dana Strum. That's the drummer's name. There it is. It just came to me. Sorry. It, I knew I'd come back around to it. Yeah. Sometimes I have hiccups in my brain. Me too. So we have two more left. They each had one vote. They were each nominated by one Matthew Eric I Moore. was just throwing some rock and roll in there. Ozzy Osbourne. I just threw I just threw Matt, a little I threw How dare you? I just threw a little in there because I, I like him. Ozzy is one of the He's got his little AC and then you got Ozzy. He, he is not just a prince of darkness. He is <laughs> He is one of the four pillars that heavy metal was built upon, as in the four guys in Black Sabbath. He Sabbath, in my opinion, is the beginning and ending of heavy metal for me. And riff, the metal riff, and the, the Tony Iommi, Tony Iommi, Geezer yeah, yeah. Butler, and Bill Ward. And I think, I think that that number one, what they start in '68 or '69, something like that. They're originally called Earth. Yeah. And then they they said we we need to make something scary because we don't fit in with all the hippies. Yeah. And they said Earth does sound like a hippie. They band. came out of practice one day and across the street was a movie theater showing the movie Black Sabbath. They're like, that's a cool band name. And they called themselves no. Black Sabbath. That's and they, they scared people they tuned their guitars down and made it all evil sounding and everything. Yeah, but, whoa, 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 like, whoa. But, but, and then everything, every, everything heavy metal, in my opinion, comes from them. Now, they came from stuff, you know. A distorted guitar, I think, came from the Kinks when they took razor blades to their speaker cabs and yeah. created saw, the fuzzy yeah, sound. I, I but, but I, I, he dabbled. Just like a lot of people did to survive in the '80s when he went solo. Oh yeah, but he he was definitely not a hero. Oh, he's metal. Like, he's metal. Like, like when him and Lita Ford did "Close My Eyes Forever." Talk about a big ballad. That's a hair band. Talk song. about a big ballad. It is. It was huge. It was a really big song. Yeah. Funny. But that's. Well, I think that's more of a an issue of surviving. You know, what I mean, it's just you have to do some things. Yeah. You know. I mean, Metallica cut their hair off in 1994, and they were the biggest band on the planet, but they knew if they didn't do something different. Were they, though? <laughs> Worldwide, at that time, they, they toured on the Black Album, I believe, from 1991 to 1994. 
Maybe ninety five. They toured for like we three or four something. years. We gotta do something all over the world. That's yeah, a huge. I would tour. call them the biggest band in the world though. Then, I, I would. I, did he, did they sell more than Garth Brooks back then? No. Well, he's not a band. He's just a he's one a dude, man. But he was the biggest, I think. Here we go. Here we go. Did Garth ever play metal? <laughs> was, was it? Would it have made him some money? I'm sure he would have. <laughs> I think he would lose his cover. Remember, he tried to do that that alias, whatever it was. Chris like, Gaines. Oh, Chris Gaines. That didn't go very well. He had the he had the, he had the, he had the Bieber hair before Justin Bieber came around. Yeah, it was like he did. A, like, over one eye. And oh, that's so funny. Like, I, I'd like to talk to him about that. He was. I think says. the plan was originally he was going to do a movie after he released the yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. He was trying to trick everybody. He's like, dude, we see your face on the front of we, the album. We, we know that you. face. <laughs> like, who do you think you're trying it's like to get? A wrestler with a mask is what. Exactly. Like, remember Tommy Richards, Mister R. <laughs> or Dusty Rhodes was was uh, Stardust. Or Stardust. Yeah. That's what that was. That's right. Oh gosh! That's and then the, our very last one, Matt Moore. What was that? That was my speaker. Okay. Uh, Kiss. And we talked about that. Yeah. We, we, we they I already little... told you my disdain for Kiss. You guys can love him if you want to. Not this guy. They dabble. <laughs> they dabble in. They dabbled when music. they took the makeup off. They had to survive, and they had. In my opinion, some pretty good songs. Heaven's on Fire. Tears which, are falling. Which is actually probably my favorite Kiss song if I had to choose one. And that's straight up hair, yeah. glam rock. They whatever. definitely, they definitely did. And then, and then they kind of went. And they followed the trends just like everybody else because they were trying to survive and they were smart about it. You know, when they took the, the makeup off and stuff, they had to. I mean, what I would have been scared to death. Spent ten years under makeup. Nobody knows what you look like. And then. You've lost two of your original members, and then you just take your makeup off, and what are you going to do? And Dude, they did a big reveal. I mean, that is insane. Well, you got to rely a little bit more on your musicianship there, so they recruited some good ones. Vinnie Vincent's a great guitar player, and Eric Carr Eric is Carr a, a monster drummer. drummer. Yep. And and then they got two Peter Chris, and, or not Peter Chris. Uh, Paul Stanley? No, uh, I'm I'm having another moment. Ace Freely? Uh, Bruce Kolick and... Oh. Uh, I'm losing it. That other guy. Uh, yeah, they got them after that, and those guys, those guys were fantastic too. <laughs> but then they kicked them to the curb because they did the reunion in '95, which then they went on and made major money for the next ten years. But good for them. I don't know. I think I think that they definitely dabbled, but I would not call them a hair band because Kiss is another band that is in their own category. Okay, Whether you like them or not, they're one yeah. of the, every everybody from a, you walk up to a teenage kid right now and you say, "Do you know who Kiss is?" They know who Kiss is. Yeah. Everybody I would say Kiss. they're probably the kings of merchandising. Nobody I, touches them. I yeah. think they promoted themselves. Oh, they've made themselves a lot of money. Than any other band the ever. whole I, like I remember being when I first heard of Kiss, I was probably in the sixth grade. There was a there's a kid I went to school with. His name was Tim Dubler, and he's a big Kiss fan. And, and he's the one that I first heard heard of Kiss from. And, and I thought, oh, that's kind of a cool gimmick or whatever. And and I went out and bought the Calling Doctor Love single. Mm-hmm. Without right. even hearing it, and went. Oh, I don't think I like them that much. Wow, well, I love yeah. it. So I love it. Yep, I love it loud. I want to hear it loud. <laughs> Rob is crazy eyes. Come on, man. <laughs> Rob is, turn you. Rob is staring you're gonna, you're so to, to take the sword. <laughs> but I saw him fly. <laughs> he flew. <laughs> Across the stadium, he flew. It was amazing. No, I, I actually saw Kiss for the first time, like I said last year, and I was I was loving it. Well, That's good. It. It I'm was, glad you liked it. it. Was I, I tell you what? I know several people 
my friend John Tomer, he uh, he's a huge Kiss fan. He's probably seen him in concert forty times. Um, you know, and they got a huge following. You know, it's just not my cup of tea, but man, and he, like just like Metallica, I've never been a huge Metallica. Well, I've not been a Metallica fan outside of a couple songs, but got to respect him as musicians. People love them. Definitely huge fan followings. Yeah. And from 91 to 94, they were on top of the world. <laughs> Apparently. Biggest band in the world. Yeah. Biggest band in the world. Biggest band That's in the world. That's what I heard just a few minutes ago. Yeah, I just heard that. Biggest band in the world, yeah. I think. So. I don't know who's bigger right now, Metallica or Iron Maiden. I have to be Metallica, I would guess. I, I'm one, I, I don't know. Yeah. Iron Maiden's still huge all around the world. America gives them no love. Yeah. They don't. Well, they just, they never kind of... I mean, they had a very niche crowd of people that, that listened to them. I mean, I, again, I'm in high school. I'm seeing these kids with Iron Maiden shirts. Like, you know, it's like, okay, this this group of people are Iron Maiden people. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd see them, like, on MTV doing, like, Run to the Hills. I'm like, that's a scary song. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> like, is this about the rapture? What am I, what's going on I here? love it. I oh, love yeah. Iron Maiden. So, yeah. That's my girlfriend's favorite band. Is it really? Yeah. And I'm Megadeth, so we nice. went to Nashville to see them play together. Really? At the Bridgestone Arena. Nice. We walked on a music row mm-hmm. with a, with about 30,000 other metalheads wearing black shirts and just it took over all the clubs down Music Row. Oh, wow. Wow. I walked into one and it was a country guy and he's playing a country song and then he sees all the just black Megadeth and Iron Maiden starts, all of a sudden he starts playing Megadeth songs on acoustic. Did he, right? <laughs> oh, oh, good for him, man. plugging them down and everybody's like, yeah! Dude, dude knows this crowd. <laughs> <laughs> That's being aware. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. Well, guys, that is all the time. We guys, have. thanks for having me. I had a great time. I had a great time. Too. This was, was fun. This was a wonderful. We're glad night. you came. You have to come back again anytime. I don't know anytime. if anyone else liked this night, but we sure did. We've had a blast. This or week. last week's either. Last week's was yeah. Great oh, last week was oh that was that was so fun <laughs> last week. We laughed so hard. So, in case you missed it last week, we're going to close out again with uh, this fire's embrace doing love as a battlefield. Guys, have a great week, and we will see you later.
Drugs? Thank you, no, I'm straight. I meant, are you in here for drugs? Why are you here? Drugs. I don't know why I'm here. Why don't you go home? Why don't you put your thumb up your butt? <laughs>